guests from four psychotherapists, three of us Canadian, one of us American, serving cutting edge mental health knowledge. I am Dr. Ryan Howes, a fly fisherman from Southern California. Do you actually fly fish? We'll have to get back to that. I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a hobby crocheter from Port Moody. Hello, uh, I'm Joanna Boyd, a mushroom gatherer from the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Uh, and I'm Chris Boyd, a amateur backup dancer from Coquitlam. Nice. <laughs> you guys are great. These are, uh, when I we have switch, switch. I have. It's something I've gone out and picked mushrooms before. Yeah. It's actually quite the trend up here now, it seems. Like a lot of people forage for mushrooms. Mm -hmm. For their own cooking uh, pleasures, right? Yeah. yeah. So what does it mean to forage anyway? Is that like a, to explore, to analyze the ground, to... And gather. To move majestically to, to go, the timbers. Find items and then bring them back. Yeah. Is it search. like gathering, forage? Yeah. I guess so. Like seek and search and explore and then bring back, I think. It's definitely a term that's used widely for picking mushrooms. Forging yeah. for mushrooms. Exactly what you're doing. Cool. You're searching, you're going out searching for them. Yeah. I, yeah. So. I rarely do people go out and do that themselves, like unless you're hunting uh, or berry picking. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. You know, as, as psychotherapists, we're kind of foragers as well, aren't we? We're not, we're not gathering food, but we're looking for, you know, connections and interesting data that we can help use to help our clients, right? True. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's corny. <laughs> Tell us more about fly fishing. We'll switch that back on. Are you a fly fisher? Uh, I have, I've been a few times, but, uh, it was really in my, in my youth up in the, in the woods of Oregon on the, on the nice, uh, rolling rivers. Um, there's a little bit of fly fishing that goes on down here. I actually haven't been in Southern California. I haven't been fly fishing, but in my youth, I did a bit of that, learned how to cast. Didn't never got to the point of tying my own flies or anything like that, but, uh, but it was a lot of fun neat yeah, yeah yeah kind of a kind of a cool thing that's cool and my uh main modality of fishing would be uh trolling okay you sit in the boat and you put the line out and you just kind of you know gently cruise around the lake <laughs> that's it it's fun beverage in hand maybe a beverage in hand possibly yeah i like it uh, and amateur backup dancing, is that, uh, that's, that's a hobby, yeah. I think you're just being a silly goose. When was the last time you were a backup dancer? We're on the spot here. Um, last Tuesday? No, I'm not quite sure. Um, let me think here. Who are you backing up? I think it was more like just a spontaneous dance party. I see. And then, you know, maybe someone else kind of jumps in the middle and he was kind of in the background there, not trying to steal the thunder. You're just kind of moving around. 
Okay. So you're a background dancer, not okay. a background dancer. Maybe it's more a background dancer. Doesn't okay. quite sound as exciting, does it? <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a few dance-offs. Last one I did you know, against my nephew, like last summer, the summer before, I can't remember. Hmm. That was great. Should have, should have totally won that, but I think it was a tie. Uh, Let's do the jitterbug. Had some oh. dance moves and stuff. It was good. I think that song will always remind me of DC at the yeah. dance party at the symposium we went to. So good. Yes. I think so, I have nightmares about the jitterbug dance. Yes, yeah, so Joanna has a jitterbug move that she does. I don't even know how you describe that. It's like hands on your hips and you kind of shuffle around in a circle. <laughs> so they, and then it just keeps going and going. It's exhausting. It's an exa And now it's uh, that's just what we do every time it comes on. Yeah. It's right. a pretty amazing place to be. The Psychotherapy Networkers Symposium dance party on the Friday night of the conference. Lots of different types of uh, movement happening. Yes. We'll do uh, we'll do a plug for them. Psychotherapy Network Symposium uh, in Washington D.C. at the Omni Shoreham Hotel, March tenth through the thirteenth, and three two months from now. Two months from now, right? Got a bunch of good speakers. I'll be there. You guys are probably not going to make that trip. Uh, probably not. Probably not these days, unfortunately. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I there's get it hybrid approach this year you could go in person or be online that's uh, right lots of really good stuff i definitely think it's i take away something every i feel like i'm a better therapist when i leave every time i go so um, very true something new and typically it's something a little newer than what's being presented locally um tangible skills ideas resources highly highly recommend it True. Yeah, I always feel like a better background dancer when I go to the symposium. I always learn a move or two. The thing that sets this apart from a lot of other uh, psychology conferences is it's very, very practical. Like they really push the uh, the speakers to to okay, what would this look like in session? What do you actually uh, you know? There's some theory and there's some bit of research that people will talk about, but it's really about trying to help clinicians uh, kind of hone their craft. And there's tons of topics, tons of different workshops to go to. Esther Perel, Stephen Hayes, Emily Nagoski, a lot of other great folks will be there. So, so that's cool. And Brooke will be watching from home and maybe crocheting, right? Maybe. Maybe I'll be watching from home. I'm not sure. And Dr. Ryan will be doing a presentation on foraging for friendships. Yeah. The therapist as a forager. Yeah. Talk all about <laughs> trying to, uh, to to pick through the fungus of your lives. Whoa. Subtitle beyond that is the fine print will be the use of metaphor in therapy. <laughs> of course. That's exactly it. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, good. I learned something new about you guys every time. Chris, I already knew you were a dancer, so I didn't need to know that. But everybody else. Good stuff. Well, good. Shall we jump into our topic? I think so. Let's do this. Let's ambush. Let's ambush. 
I get to be the ambusher tonight. So this will be my topic. And a bit of it comes from personal experience. I'm sure you all have your own personal experiences with this. But, okay, ready? You guys don't know the topic I do. Here it comes. Let's talk about grumpiness. What is it? Why do we feel grumpy sometimes? Can it be damaging? What can we do about it for ourselves or for others? If we notice someone in our lives are grumpy. Grumpy is one of those terms that we talk about all the time. It's not a, doesn't have a DSM diagnosis. You know, it's not a, an official disorder or anything like that. But since this is a mental health podcast, I think it's fair game for us to talk about a case of the grumpies. Sounds good. I actually don't use the word grumpy very often as I'm reflecting on all the other words that I use, which could be cinnamon, synonyms, not cinnamons, uh, for grumpy. I don't actually use the word grumpy a lot. And just as a total side note, I asked a colleague the other day how she was feeling. Grant, she is a massage therapist. Yeah. And she said, oh, I'm feeling quite nimble. And I, yeah, I was like, Wow, I, I really got to start using the word nimble. <laughs> so I feel like grumpy just reminded me of that. It's a word that I don't use very often, but I think it's very uh, applicable. Okay, that's fair. Grumpy. What about you guys? Is this a America Canada difference here? Do you guys hear grumpy very often? Oh, I I think so. I don't think it's talked about a lot, but I think you know people joke about or for a good reason about you know being grumpy in the morning before they have their first cup of coffee or sure um yeah that's what i associate it more with or just kind of having an off day kind of just a bit grumpy but oh yeah i would say i've been grumpy totally yeah 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 likewise yeah i think it's a common i think it's a fairly common term um i think it when I'm reflecting on it now, it can definitely capture more of a one-off situation, like, oh, he's grumpy today or irritable. But yeah. I found, though, that sometimes it becomes more of a, a trait that people tend to be described as, right? Oh. Uh, my my uh, good friend Jordan, his dad, um, you know, it was joked that he was grumpy. And uh, instead of, recalling, instead of uh, his you now grandkids calling him grandpa, he's called grumpa. So I think, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the term follows people around, right? It's truly fused with his identity. Yeah. He is grandpa. Yes. Get that. Yeah. Or think well, of the, uh, the movie Grumpy Old Men with Jack Lemmon. Or mm-hmm. I have a grumpy mug, one of the seven dwarves. Oh, yeah. Grumpy. This was the one that stood out when I went to the Disney shop in Disneyland. I was like... I think that I've felt this and I think I've, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You have a prop. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Okay. So let's, the best as we can, since we're, we're all about defining our terms, how would you, how would you try to define or without looking it up, everybody don't Mm -hmm. jump to your Googles, but uh, how would you define grumpy? Grumpiness, the state of grumpiness. Uh, feeling crabby. <laughs> Just a synonym. Okay. It's good. Um, no. 
easily irritated. Yeah. Or irritable, uh, maybe a bit disgruntled. I guess you don't need to be disgruntled about something. I think you're just kind of, you're in your own space. You're kind of like, mm, not really talkative, maybe just easily irritable. Yeah, and maybe a bit more critical or cynical um, than you mm -hmm. would be if your mood was maybe a bit lighter. I also think of like furrowed brow, like we kind of, you look grumpy. I find that, yeah, when somebody feels grumpy, they look grumpy. Like it's just this tense kind of irritable thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you can short tempered, um, kind of negative though, right? Yeah. Seeing things in a negative lens, like, uh, or filtering everything in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yes. A sense of, um, of, like a little bit of hopelessness almost to it. Like, uh, well, what's the point? Nothing's mm. going to change anyway. Or maybe cynical. Yeah, that's why I was like cynical, critical. Pessimistic. Pessimistic. Um, I think if, if someone's grumpy, they're not going to be super approachable. They're not going to be super personable. They might be like, I'm going to leave them alone for a sec. But I think it was used more trait wise, you know, to, yeah, consider people or who are grumpy. But if they're just feeling grumpy, you're going to, I'm going to leave them alone. I kind of know this is when they might be a bit grumpy or maybe people have bad days. They could be grumpy. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Ryan? How would you define it? I, I love all the terms you're using here. The irritability negative cynical pessimistic uh stuff i do think there's a like, like a physical manifestation like you're saying people can look and kind of tell when especially someone you're close to you can kind of tell if they're grumpy um mm. and there's uh yeah it's, there's not i think there's something about about the energy level too it seems like this kind of slower but negative energy level. Maybe that. Maybe I'm thinking of the the coffee stuff again. But like, you know, it just seems like don't you know? Don't bother me. Don't don't come close. Mm. I don't really have. I don't think of of a a yelling person as being grumpy. That seems oh. we're just angry, right? Or we're not really all that animated. It's like this uh, sullen sort of withdrawn oh. negative place. Yeah, kind of pouty. Mm -hmm. Kind of like crump, like bah humbug. Yeah. Maybe like Scrooge. Mm. Maybe Scrooge would be grumpy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. I think Scrooge would be grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the big question why? Why do we feel grumpy sometimes? There could be many different. This, this is uh, where we do our. Our exploration. Why are where? Why do you think people might wake up on the wrong side of the bed, so to speak? Right. I guess one actually. Yeah. Wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You don't, yeah. uh, don't get enough sleep. sleep. Tired. Somebody stole their blanket. And burn, <laughs> burning the midnight oil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just exhaustion, tiredness, right? People can be yeah. more prone to that. They're yeah, having a slow start. Yeah, some people take a bit more time to wake up. They kind of just want to be left alone for a little bit. Maybe that doesn't create grumpiness. Maybe they just want some time to, I don't know, start their day by themselves a bit. Sure. Yeah, along the same lines, maybe like if you're not eating enough, 
so mm -hmm. more physiological you feel kind of hang um hangry is it mm -hmm. yeah it's um almost like the that acronym halt h-a-l-t hungry alone angry uh, or angry Hung yeah sorry <laughs> hungry angry lonely tired that's a pretty good recipe for grumpy it sure is so you could have, yeah, you could have some physical stuff with that. I think a lot of people who overdo the drinking would uh, hang over and grumpy kind of go, go hand in hand a lot of times, right? Well, if you have kind of a crummy day, but I feel like this could be synonymous with just someone calling someone moody. Maybe that's a, mm. another grumpy. You just don't hear grumpy as much maybe, but. Your day could kind of not go so well. Something might be, yeah, put you off and you're just like, ah, like, yeah, you're just not really in a good mood. But. Hmm. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. There could be something on your mind. There could have been a, a string of bad news or bad events in your life that kind of make you start to feel that irritability and that, uh, that hopelessness Brooke was talking about. Yes. That's more like situational. Yeah. So I guess it could also be some underlying stuff going on as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just having more of a pessimistic, negative outlook. I don't know if it's people like, I guess, yeah, just if you tend to operate more that way or you might tend to be grumpier. Yes. So the... I think the if there's a diagnosis that were to fit closest with this, um, it would be what we call dysthymia or mm. persistent depressive disorder, which is, which would be like if you've been grumpy for two years, right? It's like it has to be pretty persistent, long-term, um, kind of a low-grade depression, milder depression that lasts for a long time. Um, it would fit into that sort of category, wouldn't you say? With the, yeah, I guess in some ways, I think I a really low mood, lack of motivation, or does that fit in with, with grumpy though, or does sign me a lack of interest in things? I don't know if, yeah, if that matches grumpy. Um, that's I would I think, think so. Yeah, yeah. also, I guess if you're, you know, if we're seeing grumpy again as a state someone's in or a mm -hmm. trait that they have. So if they're grumpy all the time for two years, then it fits. But if they're grumpy once in a while, then that's probably kind of normal. We're all going to be grumpy at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not trying to just throw a diagnosis on people every time they yeah. feel have a bad day, you know. But I, I was just saying if there's if there's one sort of corner of the DSM that this might uh, be associated with, it would be in the depressive disorders and 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 yeah. maybe a or maybe even i don't um maybe a little bit of a adjustment disorder like i'm just thinking if the precursor was something challenging happened or a loss or a, an accident things didn't go your way or car was broken into whatever it was series of, of unfortunate events and having difficulties adjusting or transitioning in mm -hmm. some way like obviously again it's it is quite different when it's a disorder but i wonder if maybe that would fit a bit too yeah 
I could see that. Yes, adjusting having to do with yeah, reacting to, to events in your life changes mm -hmm. and the strain and stress that can cause for sure. Mm -hmm. I think um it could also be hormonal. I had a client too who's menopausal and she just noticed an increased level of what she referred to as crankiness or grumpiness having a hard time managing some of the emotions. So it could be, a, again, back to the physiological stuff. Mm -hmm. Lots of different causes, eh? It varies. Totally. Yes. Yeah, I think when I'm grumpy, it has to do with sleep often. And uh, sleep, and maybe if it feels like there's just a been a string of unfortunate events or bad news or something going along I'm like oh like i've had this this pile of chores i need to do around the house and i don't really feel like it and i'm tired and i just want to chill but i have a lot of things to do that can get me kind of grumpy yeah so okay can it be damaging or what damage can grumpiness do if if any I think so, because if it's ongoing, then you're, it's going to be isolating. Yeah. It affects your, your interpersonal relationships. Even like though I can't. Around or people might just have a hard time interacting with you. Yeah. If that's kind of your constant, yeah, if you're often that way or, or how you're treating others, if you're, you are feeling grumpy versus, you know, hey, I'm, I'm kind of feeling grumpy right now. I'm not the best to be around. I'll get back to you versus maybe just to, if you're like that all the time, might be hard. Yeah. Yeah, may alienate the people closest to you for sure. Yeah, good point. It's, it's interesting because grumpy, I guess a lot of things fall into this category, but grumpy tends to be one of those things that people don't always notice when they're in that spot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Sometimes they, they just feel like, well, life is miserable right now. And you're like, you know, this is just the way it is. Um, maybe they can look back and say, oh yeah, I was really grumpy that day. But when they're in the moment and sometimes saying to someone, oh, you're pretty grumpy today. That's going to take them off, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. So being able to have that self-awareness that you're talking about, Joe, you know, if you know yourself that you're grumpy and you can kind of warn the people around you, I think that's a, that's a great place to be if you can get to that spot. But maybe not as common as one would hope. Maybe not as common, sure. Yeah. Um, kind of curious. Well, actually, before I ask that question, um, I'm sure it impacts you physiologically as well. Like if you're just constantly in this cranky, grumpy state, and it could have, I'm sure, some uh, lead to some. Um, medical issues and concerns obviously i'm not, not a doctor but just the mind-body connection again if you're in that kind of that state then i'm sure it's not the healthiest for your cardiovascular system for instance but it's true sure well and and then the, considering the things that people do like joe you mentioned coffee right away and that's like that's a, a common thing for people who like drink a lot of coffee wake up in the morning, maybe have a difficult time going to sleep, maybe not, but wake up in the morning, you're like, I need to have this coffee to function. And I'm going to be grumpy until I get that coffee. 
sort of marks a bit of a dependence on the coffee, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's, there's, uh, that's something to consider as well. Mm-hmm. Not, not that coffee is the worst thing in the world or caffeine is the worst in the world, but it's, but, it, you know, as we've talked about with sleep hygiene a few times, too much caffeine can mess with your sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. Kind of curious. Um, does being grumpy ever pay off for you? Is there any benefits to being grumpy? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to be alone. Yeah, like a defense mechanism, I guess, so that that yeah. could potentially pay off. Yeah. You don't want anyone to approach you, or um, yeah. to to you don't want any negative attention from others. So. Or positive attention, like if there's, in the past, if relationships haven't worked out and now there's a fear of those relationships because there's a negative belief that they're you're going to be hurt by them being grumpy is going to be a pretty good way to ward off people sure what happens if you're uh, a lawyer or if you're a client who's looking for a lawyer do you want someone who's super happy and optimistic or do you want someone who's maybe a little more grumpy or you know a little cranky yeah, I guess depending on what you're looking for, there might be a, a case for the a grumpy person yeah. in your corner. Isn't there like stories about like, you know, maybe some really well-known CEOs who tend to be quite grumpy? Yeah, Steve Jobs yeah. was grumpy. Yeah, Jobs and even Bezos, I heard he's quite grumpy. And hmm. so maybe it leads to more activity or more people scramble to try to appease you. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it pays off for really under a lot of stress yeah i think um at times i think i can be a bit of a people pleaser and i don't think i approach canadian levels of people pleasing but uh or politeness (laughs) but at times i can uh i could i could be uh and by, by that, I mean, like, maybe I'll allow my boundaries to be pushed more than they, they should be. I can think, I'm thinking now of sometimes though, Chris, when, if I'm in a grumpy mood, I'm kind of in a take no BS sort of an attitude. And I might be a little more assertive, a little more curt at times when that may Speak actually be appropriate. Mm-hmm. Speak your mind more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe about, yeah, more blunt. Yeah. Grumpiness might also then be connected a bit to selfishness yeah it's more like well what do i need in this moment and i'm not really caring too much how i'm delivering this or how you're going to take this because i don't really care because i just need this thing like i actually need to acquire a thing or i need you to do this thing don't really care about the details is the selfishness the how it's delivered because we want to be careful with if you're asking for something for yourself or make setting a boundary. Yeah, just... I mean, it's selfishness in the sense like of, um, yeah, it's like more for you, but you might have less care on how it's being delivered or the impact of that request on someone else. You, mm-hmm. Right, so it, the delivery might not be as gentle or compassionate. It's probably more direct. Yeah, that's a good point. If I'm shopping for a car, I I don't mind being grumpy at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just like, I don't care what you, you, the other person want, or like, 
I just care what I need or want. Yeah. Has anyone, has everyone here seen Elf, the Christmas movie? I feel like the dad, Walter Hobbs. Yeah. He's a grumpy man. <laughs> Christmas like, movies have grumpy people in them, hey? Yeah. He's just like, ah, like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, sorry. I just thought about him. Just keep thinking of different grumpy people in <laughs> mainstream media. That is a great point, Brooke. Almost every Christmas movie's got a grumpy person in it, right? Yeah, and then by the end, the grumpy person's no longer grumpy. That's so funny. It's true. We've got the Grinch. We've got Scrooge. We've got Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. It's all sorts of grumpies, and they're all men. <laughs> Why is that? Is there a gender difference? Interesting. There, yeah. What if that was a female in the role? Would you still describe them as grumpy, or would they have been portrayed as grumpy? Like, or would they have been? I don't know. Would there be a different word for that? Where it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't think emotional would be the right word. Cold. I think people would say she was the character was cold. Yeah. Or it'd be like an old hag, or there'd be some not very nice term, or you know, like a... sure. That's that's true. Yes, Nurse Nurse Ratched in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest could be called grumpy and cold and a lot of other things. How about um, in Matilda, the the whatever her name is, the mean te the mean principal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying. To... There's some women characters who can be not very kind. She never comes around, so I guess that's not a good turnaround point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think, if you're thinking about this more, maybe not for mainstream media, but do you feel that there would be a gender bias with that term? Whether it's kind of within yourself or with society or... Well, sure. I mean, going back to the media, the, the movie Grumpy Old Men, I mean, People often think of, yeah. I think people associate grumpy oftentimes with men, but I don't, it's not exclusive. But that's an interesting one. Yeah. And why is that? Why do you think that might be? Because maybe women are more socialized to be pleasant all the time, and men have the freedom to express their grumpiness. Outwardly. Ooh, that was a good one, Ryan. Yeah, I like that answer. Wow. Let's go with that one. All right. Well, that's all for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's something to that, right? Like, I think so. Yeah. Women are told, "Oh, you need to smile more." You know. Oh yeah. Where's that smile, honey? You know. Whereas men don't get that. Yeah. Well, we don't get it as much, you know, since COVID because everyone has to wear a mask. Sure. So that's nice. <laughs> right. That is nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of back to the, face, right? That term, yeah. resting bitch face. You can yeah. have that as much as you want. Nobody's going to call you out. It's great. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But I do think, yeah, if, if a woman is 
showing similar behaviors, attitudes, tones. As a grumpy man, she is going to be called a bitch. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or. She's bitchy. She's. Yeah, that would or, be the term, I think. I think there's many things that could fit into that term, but I think. Yeah. Grumpy would be in there for sure. Yeah. For women. Men, men act that way in a, in a business leadership position and they're, they're strong leaders and they take no crap or whatever. Women are bossy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's all of that for sure. Big discrepancy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even, you know, as Ryan, as you were talking about, like, and, and Chris, like grandpas, grumpy grandpas and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you don't hear grumpy grandmas. They, they exist. Like they're not allowed to be. Yeah, definitely like, not some, but yeah. It's like they're not allowed to be grumpy, which is, well, that's not fair. It's true. A lot of it's socially constructed, right? The expectation that a grandmother's supposed to be warm and welcoming and, and kind and caring, the homemaker. That's, I think it's a generational thing too, right? Well, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out over the next 10 or 20 or 30 years. But, but well, the, yeah. I'm I'm from Generation X, and we've been grumpy all along. So that's kind of our stereotype. Oh, we've noticed. We have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, leave us alone. No. Okay, so let's get to this. What can we do about it? Is there anything we can do about it for ourselves, or if we have a, a loved one who's seeming to be in a grumpy place? we do well what do you two think you men us women we're not grumpy ever so what can you do about it ryan what can you do about it chris when you're feeling grumpy good question i think uh it's already kind of brought up earlier that you need to recognize the fact you are grumpy i think that would be the first step right yeah so I'm not sure if you're going to have that realization yourself, but be open to hearing feedback from others, not getting too defensive or angry when you hear that. Um. I don't know, from personal experience, I like, I think if I've been in a mood and I haven't realized it or how I might speak to someone, I think Chris has called me on it a few times, which I've appreciated. Like, I think of a time I might be a little bit shorter in a conversation with, I don't know, I think of it like with my mom once and Chris could be like, hey, hey, or like, I don't know, it, I don't know what the wording was, but you kind of, I'd be like, oh, I didn't even realize I was kind of saying it that way. And that did sound a bit short. And I, I think I am in a bit of an irritated state or I'm not speaking very nicely. And I, I, I just, I know Chris has done that a few times for me and which I've appreciated. Um, but otherwise you might not kind of realize how you're speaking to someone sometimes or how you might be feeling in that moment or behaving, I guess. But I don't know. I, I think of that in the moment, I might be a bit grumpy or irritable. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the most direct sort of solves of grumpiness for me would be talking about it, talking it out. Uh, but that can be one of the hardest things to do at the same time. Hmm. Um, both to, to be able to articulate what it is that I'm actually grumpy about or what, what's, what's going on. That's kind of at the, at the root of that. 
And also just as we talked about before, you know, grumpiness kind of makes you want to isolate and pull back. You know, I don't want to connect to this moment. I want to just kind of stew and sit in my junk, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, but really once I do start talking about it, I usually feel a lot better pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. If I uh, feel grumpy or irritable, I think I'm getting better at catching it. But I ask that question, why? Like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> is it the fact that I had a uh, bad sleep last night or am I hungry right now? I try to rule out the physiological stuff. Brooke mentioned the halt stuff earlier. So I try to look at that first. Or is there rumination going on? Is there negative self-talk? Is there what's going on on the psychological level there? You know, is there some tension or pressure in my body? So try to be Sherlock Holmes there. See if I can kind of piece it together. Mm -hmm. that, that kind of informs what to do next, right? So if you're yeah. tired, of course, have tons of coffee. Mm. Yeah. Or even just start making a, a plan. If, if it's about, uh, I've got too much on my to-do list for today, then okay. You know, small steps, start knocking things out. Usually feel better. Making once, yeah. once I start making progress on something, sure. Some of it is like just sometimes we take on too much, right? You just feel stressed, and you're like, okay, I'm being short with people, or I feel agitated. Mm -hmm. Like you just do a bit of a check in there, and your heartbeat's elevated, and your breathing is shallow. You're like, oh man, I'm tense, right? So that awareness is so important. I'm with you guys. I'm a I'm a big fan for if I'm feeling grumpy, I think. The name it to tame it stuff mm. for me is huge just to be able to be like, I am grumpy right now. I'm irritable. I'm snappy. I'm short. I'm like, ooh, I'm being really reactive. Like I'm noticing, you know, if my dogs are barking that I'm clenching my teeth or um, I'm dropped a utensil in the kitchen and I feel like I want to scream or, you know, just these pieces where then I can, I can name that I, I know that I'm being short and snappy and reactive. Um, and I think for me, it's what works well for me is almost like the timeout or creature comforts kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, I need to go get some fresh air or I'm gonna make myself a cup of tea. I'm gonna sit on the couch and look out the window. I'm just gonna stop and I'm gonna collect myself and then I'm gonna move forward and acknowledge this right like so kind of acting the opposite not letting it continue knowing hey i'm at my limit and i need to do something about this mm -hmm. so yeah and evaluating absolutely evaluating where is this coming from is this stress related is it because i'm haven't eaten yet that definitely gets to me i get very short and irritable and it happened last week right yeah, yeah. you're feeling irritable and like i need to have a snack right now yeah, so I'm, I'm very if late. Yeah, like, if I'm late for this next thing, that's okay. Probably a few minutes. I need to I don't take a few moments. Me. Yeah. So being aware, kind of a, a yeah, the creature comforts are, or how to take care of yourself, knowing what those signs are and what to do. Yeah. All right. So we we talk about awareness, um, naming it, trying to trying to identify what's going on there. Um, maybe talking it out, maybe doing some like self-care stuff, go for a walk, eat something, stare out the window. 
and just yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, like a solution focused approach. So if there are some issues, some circumstantial stuff going on, then do some writing. So write down maybe some of the stuff that's bothering you. I know we've talked about this before, but Jamie Pennebaker, University of Texas, and researching this for probably 26 years now. He said to start writing for 20 minutes and whatever's bothering the most and kind of let it flow. Or, um, you know, just maybe to do, you know, write down a list of things that you need to achieve, like um, brainstorm some ideas to, to navigate through the situation effectively. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and I think... Um... An important one, well, or for myself, at least I know, after that phase of, okay, I expressed it or I calmed down or whatever, is taking the step to move forward with openness and kindness um, and, and like an attitude of gratitude or an attitude of service to others. So if I know I've been grumpy, then I like after I've calmed down or collected myself or eaten or done whatever I need for the self-care, it's like, okay, so so-and-so colleague, you needed this, let me get that to you now, or let's make a joke with a, someone that I'm running into in the hallway, let's smile at someone, let's like, how do I now interact with the world in a positive way? Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And also, if you are grumpy to someone, then own that, right? Yeah. So I think I'm sure I think Joanna's done this in the past where if she was grumpy, she sent me a text later and call. Say, oh sorry, I, I think I was a little short with you. It's not easy to do that, but it's uh often appreciated, right? So definitely damage control. You bet. Damage control, yeah. Get into that state a bit. It actually strengthens connections with people. Those are very to own it. Yeah. 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 It, also, of course, a large dose of Christmas spirit. That solves grumpiness, doesn't it? <laughs> or we watched uh, the uh, story about uh, Charles Dickens writing, um, of course, the iconic Christmas story there. And uh, compassion, right? Or doing something to, to benefit someone else, like um, to ease someone else's suffering, to give someone else a boost. So kind of back to what Brooke was saying there too. Making it about someone else. Compliment someone, ask how their day is going, get outside of yourself and get into someone else's world. And yeah, give Bob Cratchit a bit of a raise and yeah. a festive mm. bird for his meal, Christmas dinner. This is all great stuff for what you can do if you identify grumpiness in yourself. What happens if it's a friend? coworker, loved one, someone you're interacting with, and you get the sense that, wow, she or he woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. What do you think? I know it's, it's going to differ from person to person, but generally speaking, what do you think? Yeah. Often if it's someone that I have a relationship with, I, I will bring it up, right? Like, oh, you seem grumpy or what, what is going on here is probably more how I would do it. What is this? What is you, happening here? You might say something like, you're not so nimble today. That's, yeah, exactly. You're not very nimble. Hmm. Yeah, I think the language of just, yeah, how are you doing? You seem to be having a bit of a hard time or anything yeah. going on or anything I can do for you. Yeah, go to for many people, like blanket statement is, I'm noticing something's off. Like your energy's off today. Is everything okay? Your vibe's off. What's going on? Yeah. For sure. And for people that you maybe don't know as well, um, try not to take it personally. 
Um, there's a lot of reasons why that person's grumpy and maybe it might be more of a, a trait or characteristic that's been developed over a number of years. But uh, we have this, sometimes we have this tendency to make it about ourselves. Say, well, what did I say or what did I do, right? And that can actually dominate our minds as a result, kind of throw us off and impact our ability to engage in our day. Sometimes people are grumpy. There's not much we can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just approaching with trying not to be judgmental and be mm -hmm. like, oh man, like, yeah, like you're so like grumpy as if it's a judgment, like they're being judged for it or something. I think it's just more checking in and yeah, seeing what's yeah. going on. That actually applies for people you know or people you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you we have these quick assumptions about folks that we don't know. Mm -hmm. and and uh, can describe them in a pretty mean way but hey we don't know what their story is like we don't know what their day has been like so there might be a lot of reasons circumstances why they're feeling that way so i like that non-judgmental piece yeah and i'm just thinking like for people that are very far removed from you so the bank teller the cashier at the store you know just these people that are passing you're passing by each other in just short moments and you're probably not going to see this person again um or maybe you do if you frequent the place but you know this little brief moment far out in your circle and if that person seems grumpy or whatever you're probably not going to stop and be like are you all right you seem a little off today like you're not going to have that conversation with them so often what i'll do if somebody is kind of has that energy to them after I leave, I do kind of a, I kind of talk to myself. I'm like, oh, that person's having a bad day. And then I, I, I like talk under my breath and send them like kind of a kind wish. Like, oh, well, I hope their day gets better or whatever's going on for them clears up. And, you know, just sending that out can sometimes relieve that interaction that you've had so that you're not taking that energy with you. And also checking yourself so that you're not just assuming the worst of them to be like, yeah. let me just send them a wish versus think bad things about them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a nice one. I like that. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is good. Yeah. Like I hope they're okay. I hope their family's well or whatever's going on for them clears up. And... Yeah. yeah. I think if you know someone well around you, you might notice what, when they get, tend to get grumpy or not, or, if you share a home with them or, you know, without even saying something, you might be able to take something off their plate or do something nice for them or kind of just, I don't know, a nice gentle, like, or just a hug or, hey, can I, do you want to go do this or invite them to do something? So don't necessarily need to be like you, what's up and tell me what's wrong, but you might be able to notice given your relationship, something you could do that might alleviate that mood for them. Yeah. My uh, brother-in-law told me a story. I guess it was uh, like kind of a friend of a friend situation here. But uh, two colleagues, two friends would walk down and catch the bus together to go to work. And they would stop at this little grocery store to buy a newspaper and coffee or something. And the fellow that works at the uh, grocery store is usually very, very grumpy, right? So the one guy who buys the newspaper is like, hey, how's your day going today? He's like, and, you know, he just kind of grunts a bit and complains about something. He's like, okay, well, have a nice day. And this goes on and on and on every day. So the other friend was like, I, I don't get it. Every single day you treat him with such positivity and kindness or you're just so upbeat with him, but he just gives you nothing back. Like, why, why do you even try? And his response is great. He said, I don't want his grumpiness to impact how I treat him. Right? 
So he doesn't mm. want that to change how he treats others, how he acts and how he engages in the world, right? Mm. That was kind of cool. Because sometimes it, it, it creates a bit of a chain reaction. If someone's grumpy, then you get grumpy, and then blah, blah, blah. And things can escalate so quickly, right? I think it's a, yeah, it's, it's a hard skill to do, but giving permission, like, it's not giving permission, but that's just the phrase that I use, like, um, for yourself within you to give permission for the other person to be who they are, right? Like, I'm not there to change that other person. I need to get that through my head and I need to give them permission to be who they are and me to be who I am and not to take that on. And I think that was a good example of that, right? Like he's not going, we give permission to that fellow to be grumpy and that's who he's gonna be, um, but that doesn't have to impact how I interact with him. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I love, I love that idea of kind of, uh, it's almost your own kindness, um, whether it's a, a good wish or, or a kind interaction with the person is actually sort of a, a protection, sort of an armor for you to not, uh, not have the, the contagion of grumpiness uh, take you over, right? I also think of, as, as we're talking about this and remembering what a, a therapist told me once, which was um, his take on grumpiness or he, he was either talking about grumpiness or moodiness. And there may be some, some distinctions there we can address sometime. But uh, he talked about that being kind of stuck halfway in, in an emotion, right? Like you're not, you're not fully angry, you know, or else you would just, I mean, if you were fully in touch with the anger and expressing it, you might actually get through it quicker because you're expressing it, getting it off your chest and, you know, admitting to it or whatever that might be. And then maybe you're quicker to actually find a solution, but this grumpiness thing, you're kind of halfway in it and kind of halfway not, you're kind of, you're not fully invested in your anger. And that's your point. you're kind of stewing in it a bit. You're, you're stewing in it. And that's, that's why it can last for hours or days or weeks. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and so I think, I think what, what we're talking about here is, you know, if you're with a, a loved one, someone that you're, that you're close with, and you feel like you're kind of in their inner circle, then you might want to open the door, make an invitation for them to go all the way. Let's, let's hear what it is you're upset about. You know, you're, it looks like you're in a, you know, your vibe is off or, you know, not a, not a great day for you. you want to talk about it. And maybe that kind of helps them to move into that emotion a little bit more and say, yeah, I'm actually really frustrated about X, Y, and Z. But if it's not someone that you're all that close with and you just have a momentary interaction, you're not going to invite that necessarily. You just want to give an example of, of, of kindness in the world or, you know, Hey, you know, this, not everyone's feeling this way. And also I'm not going to feel this way either. So <laughs> have, have a good day. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's a great, great summary. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of tough sometimes not to pick up on those vibes though, because you have these mirror neurons, right? Sometimes you, our bodies want to internalize the other person's state. So yeah. to breathe through that a bit, just catch yourself. So we're not being irritable or grumpy back. But what a gift to try and like over, overpower the grumpy state with a positive state. Like, because if they're, they're going to mirror to you a little bit too, right? Yeah, so a little bit. 
It's like a Care Bear stare. Who's going to win? <laughs> That's a particular reference, Brooke. What's a Care Bear stare? Well, isn't that when with the the Care Bear tummies with their light light streams from their tummies, and then that like can battle negative things? Isn't that part of the Care Bear stare? It's been a long time. Works for me. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So expose your tummies to people who are grumpy. But there's a light stream. But there, light stream. Was grumpy, there was a grumpy Care Bear, wasn't there? As well? He had like a, a rain cloud on his tummy? Oh, I think so. Did anyone? I don't. Uh, or was Brian, he like the villain? Was he like the, the bad Care Bear? Joanna, did you ever, were you ever into Care Bears? Um, I think I was on the tail end of it. I don't have a lot of, it was Grumpy Bear. Yeah, there was a Grumpy Bear. <laughs> What do you know? That's fitting. And it was a male. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there because that's what it says, but I think that's funny. But... That is funny. Uh, yeah, that's a little. Oh. Just to defend the males, there's also a tender heart bear, and that's a male too. So. Oh. He's like the leader bear because, of course, it's a male leader. Mm. Mm. Were there? This is. <laughs> oh boy. Were there? There we go. We're topic will be Care Bears. You guys will have to look into it. We'll have to look into it. Was there a grumpy Smurf as well? I don't know if you guys were the Smurfs at all. I don't know. Uh, Probably. Probably, but there was only the one female Smurf. Right? <laughs> I know. Okay. One of them. Poor thing. Or Fraggles? Fraggle Rock? There must have been a grumpy Fraggle. There was a grouchy Smurf, Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All of these are clearly archetypes uh, drawn from Jungian, the Jungian world. Of course. So obvious. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Well, gosh, did we cover our ground on grumpiness? I think so. Anyone feeling particularly grumpy right now? No. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. We talked it out. Got in touch with those feelings. It's good. Feeling emotionally nimble. Oh, that's good. Nimble. Nimble. That's good. If we rename the podcast, we should name it the Nimble Podcast. Okay, well, that's it. An acronym for something. Probably. Uh, I guess that's it then. We covered our ground. We did. Wishing all of you a mild case of the grumpies, if any. And identify it and talk about it and don't let it infect your life. And, and if you really want to, you can read uh, Alan Gordon's The Way Out. That's our have, current book club book that we're going to be reviewing in, I think, three weeks, right? Three weeks. And Chris the is way out. so far. Yeah, I've read it before. It's good. And just a quick synopsis real quick. Uh, pain, chronic pain, ways to help manage it. Good deal. Looking forward to reading that. And with that, we'll wrap up for tonight. So.
So like and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. Send your questions to us at info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Tell a grumpy friend or two. And we will bid you farewell. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.